Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So we'll continue, of course, talking to you about the Giants and their situations. Is it a code red with that franchise? Wink Martindale just decides it's time to go. And this is a day after Brian Dable tells the media, I expect them back. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what's going on there? And who now will replace him as they go forward? In the meantime, Bart, on the Jets side of things, it's amazing. There's one day and there's things said, now there's controversy on, on both sides. We already knew that Aaron Rodgers and the things he said about Jimmy Kimmel was going to turn into a back and forth between them publicly after Kimmel first, I guess it was Rodgers who decided to go with the uh, Jimmy doesn't want what's uh, the, the, the Epstein list to come out, which Ooh. of course was That's that suggestion. Yeah, yeah that, that, that what does he think he's on it or something like that? Uh, and then Kimmel demanded an apology. That never came or maybe it will today. When uh, Aaron Rodgers appears on uh, his makes his weekly appearance on Pat McAfee, he did tell the media yesterday, "Tune in." So I guess he's got something uh, planned. But Kimmel didn't wait, and last night on his show, went in on Rodgers, and you know the typical kind of like little little shots. Uh, we don't have it. How can we? We ABC. How can we? We are ABC. We don't have it. I do have though. Some things that he said, including something that you might appreciate. He said, a guy who went to community college then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate. Aaron Rodgers got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. <laughs> okay. But but this is the thing. If I'm but he Aaron, was more attacking I, I, him about, yeah. he's like this guy who, who's, uh, you know, because he's good at football, thinks he's good at everything or smarter than everyone else and then preaches to you about all these things and here, you know the, I, I, that's what I feel like I don't but, know if it's here's that the, but, but, here, but here's the funny thing with Kyrie it's that I don't but think here, it's but, that but, way there here's the funny thing like you're a comedian like what did you did you graduate college and this is the thing could you have made this joke a month ago without your writers uh good point I always <laughs> found didn't you find that interesting <laughs> like, that yeah, the writer's strike happened and suddenly <laughs> comedians couldn't do their stand-up <laughs> to open up a talk show Right. What, you can't write your own monologue? Right. You can't open up a show as a Monologues, host? what is it, three minutes long? Exactly. Whatever. So that was surprising. That that just lets you know. I think the only one who was doing it was, what, Conan? Yeah, all, all of them. <laughs> it's like, bruh, uh, like, weird. y'all that bad that y'all can't even do Like, we got to shut the show down. So the really, whole show. really, you guys are Millie Vanilli. You just spitting out what the hell the writers say. Because you, you got no ability to, to carry me uh. or to even entertain me without some... 13 writers right behind you. Now, to be fair, I'm sure there's some type of a thing where it's like never seen you Jimmy can't that. write never, if you're not yeah. in the writer's union and blah, blah, nah, blah. No, nah. you're not writing. You just open up a show. <laughs> you're just talking? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not writing? <laughs> just talk. Anyways, <laughs> so meanwhile, wag the dog, Bart, because that's now what we're all talking about with Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Rodgers insinuating things about Kimmel. Rodgers also talking about vaccinations again and all the other stuff that people don't like him for when from from june until the injury everybody was in love with him in new york because he did he hit every note did he not he hit every note that you needed him to hit Mm -hmm. right but because of this stuff we're off the the smart things that he says especially with his observations about the jets organization which I think are very important things to listen to. See, I, I don't like getting caught up in all the minutia, and to me, the distractions of the silly stuff, which is mudslinging and taking shots at people. Like, too many times I feel like, Bart, we get caught up in a lot of the back-and-forth stuff, the mudslinging, instead of actually listening to, though, the smart stuff, the things that actually are worth your attention, worth your time. And you might say to Aaron, why do you waste your time with the silliness when you have really smart things to say. And so I was watching from start to finish his entire media address yesterday and all the questions that the reporters asked him and then his responses, which once again, say what you want about him. He does give thoughtful responses. He's not just giving you cliches and platitudes. He's not saying nothing. He's giving you a thoughtful response to literally everything. And I appreciate that. 
So it lets me get over the, the silly stuff, which is like, oh, man, you don't have to say that. Like, you just let it go. It's like, you know what it is, Bart? You have a best friend of yours, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a habitual line stepper. So there's times when you're talking to him and he just says dumb things. and You're like, man, whatever. Like, you don't listen to it. Because there's other things that he says that you value more. Right. And that's how I felt watching uh, his address with the reporters yesterday. And there was something that I isolated at the very end, right before he walked off the podium where he was asked just about the organization. Now, you remember the whole flush the BS, right? That was the thing that got attention yesterday. But it was no context to it. Well, this is the context to it, Bart. Now, it's a little over a minute, but this is worth everyone's time, especially if you're a Jets fan, because peel away your annoyance with him and the tin, you know, the, the tinfoil hat stuff and all the, you know, any of that. Just, just peel that away. And listen for a moment to what he's talking about, which is the organization, the franchise, the New York Jets have to stop acting like you're the New York Jets. Listen. Anything that doesn't have anything to do with winning needs to be assessed. So anything in this building that we're doing individually or collectively that has nothing to do with real winning needs to be assessed. Everything that we do has to have a purpose, too. When you step in the building, there's intentionality with everything that you do. And it's not a half-the-time thing. It's not a sometimes thing. It's not a most-of-the-time thing. It's an every-time thing. If you want to be a winning organization and to put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive, everything that you do matters. And the bullshit. That has nothing to do with winning, needs to get out of the building. So that'll be the focus uh, moving forward. That's the focus of these conversations, I think. It's, it's important when you have an exit meetings to create an environment where there's no judgment. It's a free conversation. Guys should air out their differences. We know there'll be a percentage of that that's just bitching for no reason. That's part of it. But I think there's some things that in every organization, and we did this for 18 years in Green Bay, the exit meetings are important to just get everything on the table that's happened, flush the bullshit that you need to move forward away from and then refine your focus moving forward. Now, I want you to assess all that yourself as a player. What did you hear? Yeah, I understand what he's trying to say. That okay, maybe there's some things that we're not privy to that was going on in the building that doesn't contribute to winning, but I would like to, you know, I wonder what that is. And, you know, I wonder if he can hear, if he can say it, but can he hear it? Like, hey, man, you brought in a bunch of bums that didn't help us when everybody started going down. And we need to be able to get rid of those players. You need to be fine with that. You need to be on board with that. You did all you can do for your, your friends and your teammates, former teammates, but they're not helping and contributing to winning because they're just eating up roster spots, whether it's Tim Boyle, Billy Turner, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. That's four spots for four real players that could have came in when people got hurt that could have uh, gave us a bunch of depth. So we got to let all them go. And we need to figure out how to trade – Alan Lazar and get somebody in here that can help us win. Now, can he handle that? Because that's straight, that's straight talk right there for you. So, like, yeah, you can give it, but can you receive it and, 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 take, and take your part of the blame for it? Because we could have got somebody much better than Billy Turner. We could have got somebody much better than Tim Boyle. Like, Randall Kyle was brought here to teach, but we could have got somebody else that could have helped teach this system. Like you said, you can bring in players that doesn't have to particularly be part of a system. They can just be good quality players, right? Because we let Braxton Berrios go, you know, who was a guy who was a major contributor, a pro bowler, because we, you wanted Randall Cobb. So can you accept that same, that same knowledge that you're spitting? Can you, re, can you receive it? And that is something that he did discuss directly when it comes to Lazard, is he said he's going to personally have a talk with him. Ooh. To get him right. What does that mean to get him? Well, it's first him. him well, what it is is number well, one him why acknowledging. Why would we give him another chance? Well, wait. It's he's acknowledging the fact that this was. I thought he was going to be a lot better than this, and he wasn't. So we got to get him right, right? We have to have a talk with him about it. So For I don't. I don't think he's trying to pretend like that went great. I think he he openly acknowledged. Yeah, Lazar was a problem, and that's, it surprised me. He said that what he was able to do for us in Green Bay, but he made it clear. Yeah, he totally missed the mark this year. So he's not. I don't. I didn't hear Aaron trying to defend anything he did versus what everybody else is doing. I think it's him recognizing the fact that I come into this place and I'm looking around and he's a he's an observer, and okay. he had a lot of time to observe because obviously he didn't play. Well, let's talk about Nathaniel Hackett too, then. And well, and again, another guy that he defended, and that's what he said that he is he is in that I approve it mode that he has to. He knows 
I've got to prove I can still do it as a 40-year-old. i got to prove I can still play at a high level, and I have to prove that this system does work. And that means Nathaniel Hackett. He used all those words, Bart. I, don't, I didn't see him ducking anything that would have been questions or criticisms people would have had of decisions that he has made or people that he has brought in. He faced all of it. Nobody wants to listen to it, though, because we're too caught up in Jimmy Kimmel. We're too caught up in that stuff rather than listen to what the guy's saying to you. He legit is telling you, yeah, I know Lazard wasn't good. i got to have a talk with this guy. That system, I know no one believes in it. I have to next year prove it works. Because basically what he's saying is, because if I can't do it, we're all gone. That's what he's telling you. Okay. I want to play two years. Like I'm not, I don't want like I thought it might be a one and done. But after this injury, yeah, I, I want it to be two years. Like even Zach Wilson. Oh, I'd love for him to be back, but sometimes people need a, a, a fresh start. So that's him basically saying, I know he's not coming back. He he acknowledged so much of it, and yet everything that I saw coverage wise of what he said was completely negative, and no one actually listened to what he was trying to say. And that's where I come back to him talking about flushing the BS with his organization. And what does he mean? It means some of the things that are leaked to the media can't be leaked to the media because it it, it messes up the locker room. It messes with some of the players' heads. Zach Wilson, to me, that's what he's referencing. When, when Zach was benched, it was like Zach was the last to know. It was... When they asked Zach to come back in and play, the, immediately the word got out. He refuses to play. Why would that get out? Why would that get out? To put pressure on him. To Zach make him look bad? Yeah. To so, put pressure on him to play. Well, Aaron Rodgers said, we, why are we doing this? Why are we making our own players look bad? Why are we creating the circus? Why do it? And then it's this other thing, which I don't know if he's also referencing this, but I got to be honest with you, it has to be in the back of his mind. Robert Sala, why the hell are you playing golf with this guy that has made a living off of being the 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 crying face of the Jet fan who is so beleaguered? He's made a, a living yeah, he off he of being of the, of the, the face of misery. Mm-hmm. What are you doing feeding that beast? What does that have to do with us? Be like, why do we have to have these relationships with people just because fans love them? Just because of that? Who cares? Let's get beyond that. Why are we connecting ourselves and associating ourselves with the face of misery? Fans have to get over that stuff. Same old Jets, woe is me. Understand, some fans feel that. And you know what other other people do? They make money off it. They live off it. They thrive off it. They want you to suck because it's better for their business. You know how many people have told me this? Oh, for you guys, it's great when the teams suck, right? It's good for your business because fans are upset and it's good for you. No, it's not because everybody's mad and miserable. No one's happy. You know when sports talk radio in New York was at its best? The 90s. You know why? Because everybody was good. We had a standard. So when you were, weren't living up to the standard, you got more passion out of it. But when you are talking year after year about franchises that just can't get it right, for 13 years you don't make the playoffs. For 11-12, where are we at now that no one's even won a championship? Not one. 13-12. So that's not good for business anymore. But we have some people that live in the misery of it because it's entertaining. It's all we got now. Think about it. The sad sack faces that you all love because look how miserable they are. I love it. It's hysterical. That's good for them. But not for the organizations. Not for not, not for a franchise like the Jets that are trying to get out of that. You're trying to disassociate yourself with the idea that when I say Jets, you say loser. You and Rex were able to do that. You were able to fumigate the franchise. You were able to take the power washer to it and clean it off for a very short period of time. But it only takes one or two things. Then all of a sudden it's all back, butt fumble. Right, the whole video with Rex and his wife. Everybody had to make a big deal about that. That's the I, problem is, is that that, that you. That was sexy. I thought that. But you, but my point is, is that okay. it just turned it. People couldn't wait to turn it into something, mm-hmm. and that's just what happens when you associate yourselves with people like that. And I think, I honestly think that Aaron was trying to like dog whistle that a little bit. 
Why are we doing this? Like, Salah, what are you doing? Why are you associating yourself with people like that? And then you make a mistake and send a text, respond about something. What do you think he's going to do? Of course he's going to run to a microphone and tell the world about it. Because you live off of embarrassing the franchise you claim to love. You're full of crap. You love what it does for you. Don't associate with people like that. Stop doing that. And the same thing with anybody else in the organization that can't wait to call a member of the media and say, hey, Zach, Zach's refusing to play. He's refusing to play. You're making your own player look bad. Why are you doing that? So I do think in everything that Roger said there about everything we do has to do, everything we are doing in this place needs to be about winning. It's not about the facility or the food you serve. It's about all the dumb stuff that goes on that has gone on for years with this organization that needs to stop if anybody's going to take you seriously. And unfortunately, his injury at the very beginning of the season derailed everything, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that is the frustrating part because that's the bad luck that you see and you go, why does this always happen to us, right? Like, that's, that's the Jet fan does that. But everything else... You don't have to live in that misery. You just choose to. And I think that's the one thing he was trying to say, is why do we live in this misery? Why do we do this? I don't know if it's ever going to stop, Bart. You're around there way more than I am. But it's it's got to stop. When I played, I didn't feel any of that. I know you didn't. You always told me this. Whenever I would bring up the same old Jet stuff, you would always say, that's someone else's history. That ain't mine. Now, Garrett has told us, I know I inherit some of that. Yeah, you inherit a losing streak to the Patriots, right? You inherit that. You inherit that it's been 20 years since you won a division, right? These are things you inherit, and I understand. That's different than inheriting, well, when things go wrong, it's not just like, like when the Jets lose, it's always not like, oh, just boring losing. There's always a disaster about it, right? It's always epic proportions, and that's the problem. You don't inherit that. And you guys came in, and you're like, that, that's not me. We don't do that. That same old Jets thing, that's somebody else. That ain't us. Mm-hmm. But what happened after the butt fumble? Everybody started buying back into it, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. Because when you are a losing franchise and have players who can't... Well, it's low-hanging fruit, too. Well, that's for the media. But I'm saying when you, are, when you have players that aren't at the level that I can, I can raise a franchise up and, and pull them out of it, when you're not that good... You fall right into the pit with the rest of the franchise. So Rodgers, Garrett, Brees, Quinnen. Sauce. These are guys, Sauce. These are guys that are elite players that have to drag this franchise out of the muck. And Sala and Joe Douglas, who have been around for a lot of losing, they can't allow it to fall back in. Yeah. You got to pull the right way. And maybe that's what Aaron's trying to say. I just don't know how you can do that for a sustained, uh, extended period of time if you don't find a quarterback. When we talk about all the well, franchises. We're, we're all, we're, right now we're thinking about week one this year, right? We can't – like yeah. that's that's for Joe and everybody. You're right about that. But why? See, see what you're doing though? And this is another Jet fan thing. And I told you, I'm guilty of it too. I was doing it during the season, and I was thinking about it myself as I'm listening to Aaron. I'm like, i got to stop doing this. Because first of all, I'm too old for this. Second of all, he's right. Like – we are going to now sit here with a with a four, I know he's forty, but he's still an elite quarterback who is telling us, "I'm giving you two years because I owe it to you." And I, so that's two years from now, but we're already going. Oh my God, we got to find our next quarterback. What are we doing? What are we? Doing? Like, and we need to find something to panic about all the time, all the time. You have Brees Hall, who almost had a thousand yard rushing season, and their offense was horrible. You had Garrett Wilson, who had another 1,000-yard receiving season, and they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have a guy who could throw. You know how hard that is to do? Yeah, but the, pro- the, the problem is – So you've got great players. Yeah. Right now, right now is what you worry about. And I, I think that's the problem. We keep looking for things to worry about. That's my rant. That's what I heard. Tell me I'm wrong, Bart. Tell me I'm wrong because I know everybody else is going to tell me. I'm not saying you're all the way wrong. You said you make a lot of valid points, um, but you're not out of the stuff until you're out of the stuff. Like, listen, you know, for everything that you know, want to say, hey, the Jets are one of the worst um, 
organizations in football, well, I'll, I'll raise you a Cleveland and I'll raise you a, a Detroit Lions. And both of these teams have found their way or dug themselves out. This is the first year that the Lions have dug themselves out. So we'll see how long that is and how sustainable that is when you consider, you know, Jared Goff is a middle-of-the-pack as far as age-wise type of quarterback and see how, you know, how long he can, can keep playing at a, at a high level. But it looks like they've dug themselves out and they are built to be good for a little while, right? And we just hope that the Jets with all these young players – are like maybe a year behind the, the uh, Lions, right? Last year um, was the year we were like, man, the Lions are going to have a good season. Well, hopefully the Jets can do things that can in- ensure that they can have a good season, like where we can go in and we can say, okay, they are um, a legitimate threat to the Buffalo Bills. They are a legitimate threat to the top play top teams. We just don't know that because of Aaron Rodgers and him being 40 and coming back from injury. We don't know what that's going to look like. And we're scared to death that you know they won't be able to build an offensive line. Let's let's see if they can change that narrative. But only they can change that narrative. Is it? You know, is I it, think everybody was on the Jets this year. Everybody, oh, everybody! Jets, no, no, Jets, no, I know. Nobody got more praise than the Jets. You're absolutely saying, oh, right. Oh man, look what happened. Here we it, go. Like right. every expert in the world. And was then the man got hurt off of a what was yeah. it? A, 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 a cut block? Uh, yeah, cut block. He gets hurt off of something like that. And it's like it ends in four plays, and that feeling we all had was this only happens to us, yeah. right? Like that, and that's that despair that swallows you up because they've given you plenty of reason to feel this way, right? It's, so I'm not saying that fans are wrong to feel that way. I think what Rogers is saying they're just is guarding their heart. They're, we they're have to get out heart. of that. They're right. guarding. They're guarding oh my their God. heart. Of course, because, I mean, but maybe this every, injury ended up being a blessing in disguise because it exposed some things this year, including that terrible line that needed to. And there's no but backup. All, but, but we all knew the line was terrible. Like we knew the line was terrible. We didn't think that, they knew they had no depth on the line. Yeah. Well, we we thought we thought you know this line is going to be the, the issue, right? We thought this was going to be the issue. Start line. They nobody knew about Beckton. Langton Thompson had a bad year, but we was hoping he can bounce back. McGovern, they didn't want him. They drafted a guy, but, you know, they needed him as insurance. So we had questions for uh, pretty much against everybody except for uh, But if Rodgers is running for his life all season, if let's say he doesn't yeah. get hurt, but he's yeah. just under fire, under we'd be saying this guy sucks, he can't play. Right? We'd be doing that. And bl- we'd blame the offensive line, but then say, yeah, but Rodgers is so great, he should overcome it. We'd well, be Joe blaming him. Well, Joe Burrow did. Right? I know. So, so that's what we would be saying. Well, again, and Joe Burrow got hurt again. All right. Well, anyway, that the point I'm making is now, I know we're all caught up. Valid. We're all caught up in Rogers' beef with with Kimmel and Rogers saying things about vaccinations. Rogers likes to just give you his thoughts on the world that a lot of people disagree with. I get it. I well, understand this. He he has this well, way of being a bit obnoxious. I understand well, insufferable. I but understand. This, but but don't ignore what he said at the end of that press conference yeah. yesterday because it needed to be said, needed to be heard, yeah. and hopefully in the organization they're paying attention. But I think everybody would have feel like that if somebody had access to hear somebody talk for for 30 minutes, 40 minutes every week. It's always going to be a people like, "What did he say?" Or this or that, like if if if, if sound bites, yeah, just yeah. just think. Listen, I do a segment on first take and get up, and I damn near piss people off every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, You're and right. They not, and they, not they only ask, use a clip, right? And they're not even asking me about life and how I feel about. They ain't asking me none of that stuff, right? How many people? You always gonna have about fifty percent of people that disagree with everything you say. You know, but you have to understand that. Listen, he's free to speak his mind, and he's free to 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 feel. The way he feels like anybody else is, and it's always going to be a side or a group that don't agree with it. So I have no problems with him being more than an athlete and speaking. He's always spoke, just like I don't have any problem with Steve Kerr, speaking his mind about whatever it is going on in the world. Because at the end of the day, we're members of society, so we should be able to speak on everything that happens in society. So if you want to talk about vaccinations, if he's you know, if he's uh, bold and, and, and believes that stuff and that's what he believes, then I'm fine with him expressing it. Just like I have no problem with, with, with Travis Kelsey expressing that, hey, I'm double vaxxed. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Like, and, it, to it, each we, take it, we take some of this stuff Right. We take it personal. We take it serious. personal. I like, because I believe something differently than you believe now. that we can't, we can't coexist and you, you're a bad person. You're dumb. You're in a, you're, right. you're misinformed and blah, blah, blah. Now, let's not, let's not, you know, parallel this with Kyrie because Kyrie is defiant. What Kyrie did last year with the video clip and all that stuff, like that's him being defiant. That's him being better. I'm better than you, kind of stuff. 
which, you know, that's a completely different conversation. Rather than just saying, you know what, I didn't even watch it. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. He refused to do it, fought it to the very end until finally he realized, yeah, I'm, I was wrong, and now he has to fix it. But that's different than this, which is a guy that is just, you know, he's just a different he's thinker. He's thinker. I mean, he come on, man. different. Imagine I'm just saying he's different. Imagine, imagine I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying he's different. Imagine the people from the 70s, man, how they was all free love and all this type of stuff. It's like they were different yeah. thinkers, and it's okay. It creates balance in the world. You need people on both sides, right, to keep balance. If everybody's one side, then we become too extreme to, to, the, to one side or not. It's good to live in the middle. I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Usually in the middle of the show, we go audio files. Let's push that off just one more segment. we got a bunch of calls to get to. Let's do that next. You got me, Bart? Absolutely. All right. And Garrett Wilson, of course, top of the hour as well. 2 o'clock as he is each week. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The Jets bringing their coordinators back. The Giants, on the other hand, making some changes this offseason. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said coaching staff chemistry is vital. That's why it's so important, man. Like that chemistry between the coaching staff to make sure the message is always the same. Because the first thing players will do is once they sense that, they'll start complaining to one of the assistants. Because your relationship with the assistant coaches is always better than the head coach mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like, if you don't have the assistant coach that's like hey this is the right thing this is why we do this and take your back like it splinters fast if the head, if the assistant coach is like yeah listen I don't know what he's doing like here I have the same questions you do now all of a sudden it's like what the hell is happening here and it undermines the head coach and that's the last thing you want to have happen sure and, and I still think Dable's good I think he's a smart offensive mind I think he's competent I think the, like you can't deny the players play for him and that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew when it's game time it is Tully time be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying Tullamore do responsibly coming up three o'clock it's the Michael K show and it's only here on 98.7 FM 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on Shopify (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, Alan on Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Rogers on McAfee right now, and uh, Bart, they all, uh, at one point, all of them together, the whole crew there, had their right fists up in the air while it's they were second, talking. Yeah. It's the second time they did that, too. I don't know mm. what they're trying to do. Uh, I don't know what's know. going on. At least the gloves on black leather ones. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we'll find out shortly. In the meantime, what's going on here is we're just going to push audio files up a segment. We have Garrett Wilson, 2 o'clock. But just because everything that I said, I guess, I'm not going to blame you, uh, regarding Rodgers and what he had to say yesterday about the Jet franchise itself, a lot of people want to respond to it, and I should give you that opportunity to do it. So let's go ahead and do that now. Steve in the truck starts us off. Go ahead, Steve. Bar, what's up, Alan? What's up, guys? Uh, listen, so two quick points, but, but Alan, I got to go. I love that rant, man. I'm with you. We got to stop playing this. Woe is me, man. Every year I have new expectations. 
And my expectations every year, I, I know it's hard, but I try to hope for the best, and my expectation is we're going we're gonna to succeed this year, even when we, when we rolled out Zach Wilson. So we have to stop with this, you know, because, right, everybody feeds off of it. And, and I come – my fiancé is a family of New England Patriots fans, oh and I hear it every year, and yep. I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of it, but I, but I, but I, I show confidence every year, and i got to do that, you know. Well, it's not, um, it's not just so, blind. You know what, Steve, and, and that, my point – it wasn't to just be blindly follow things. That's not my. I'm not saying that. I mean, when when right. criticism is due, and it was this year, it's okay. You're allowed to second guess. It certainly is. I'm not saying fall in line. What I'm saying is, is that what what Rogers is trying to suggest is that it's. And he's not talking about fans. He's talking about the organization. Stop feeding into it as an organization. Stop stop, stop! aligning yourself with people who are literally making a living off of the misery of the history of this franchise. Stop doing that. Thanks for the call, Steve. And, and you know, get yourself into a mode of winning. Drag yourself out of this crap because players feel this. And how long is it before Garrett Wilson's like, man, I got to get out of here? Like, you don't want that. Get me out of this. Well, we place. saw that with we saw that with Jamal Adams. He was a uh, outstanding player. Not that he's he just, a great example, but no, no, <laughs> yeah, but no, no, saying, but, but yeah. Jamal was a Pro Bowl player. He played his ass off. He played with passion and energy and physicality. We saw him snatch the ball from Saquon, win games for us. Mm-hmm. He just the, the losing it just it just takes your soul, man. And you feel like is anybody else you know like getting sick of this, or is everybody else so used to it that they just live with it? Shiv is in Houston with a different perspective. Go ahead, Shiv. Man, honestly, I think I'm sick of this Aaron Rodgers experiment. He's getting the Tom Brady treatment, and he has no rings like Tom Brady does. He's got one on his pinky because that's where he would wear it. I think he's Charmin Ultrasoft. I think that it's annoying that he runs his mouth and talks about all this stuff but then runs to the McAfee show and then makes unwanted attention. He's gone from hero to villain very, very quickly. I've never seen someone have such a turn, and I'm kind of sick of it. And honestly, the more I think about the plan going forward, with this guy, because God forbid you draft a quarterback, you'd hurt his fragile little ego because he's charming ultra soft, like I said. I, I, I just I, – I don't like it. I, I'm sick of it. I think you should fire Salah so, and everybody else because we can Shiv. lose with everybody else too. Shiv, Shiv, you, you, you think that Aaron Rodgers, the narrative has changed? So all the things that he did, giving $30 million back, trying to come back and, and play, being invested in the young Nobody guys. No, 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 no. Nobody oh, wanted Aaron Rodgers. I, I disagree. That, that's, that is not true. He he chose in, in, us. In August, yeah. in August, we were all we were all smitten. In August, Denver, we were Denver, feeling Denver, it. Denver, Denver wanted him a year before. And, and I don't think. And Shiv, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I I don't. There's nothing that he has done that to me makes me like. To me, I'm like the Jets need more of this. Not less of it. Shiv, he, he's There's nothing that. soft about this guy, in my opinion. He's he an was, opinionated guy who's not afraid to to put his you-know-what's on the line and say, this is how I feel. That takes courage, man. Uh, I mean, the, and, 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 though, to put his you-know-what on there but, for his but, team but, that didn't have him. He didn't but, do Peyton, anything to his team. He's done anything. If, if anything, Shiv, he's tried to uplift guys, including his own teammates, well, when they went what through what Mekhi they went Beckton. through this year. Mekhi Beckton was right. supposed to play this year. He's hugging this dude yeah. and telling him that he's okay. Listen, you can disagree with his with his politics or his his opinion. Like that's the, Separate that stuff, though, from yeah. what he is as a football player. You've got to be able to do that in this situation, which is the only thing I'm talking about here and this is the thing they talking about he shouldn't be getting this type of treatment he's not tom brady well nobody in the history of football how many is MVPs tom brady. Does he won how many MVPs? four yeah okay. but this but this is this is the that's thing. a lot of mvps that means the best player in football yeah that's but, a lot but also like should he not put be put on the peyton manning's uh mano see because i feel like people fall into the manning name and his he's no different from manning when he went to denver like when manning went to denver how many championships did, did manning have one yeah, that would be one. Mm-hmm. Like, so how can we judge him any different than Peyton Manning when he has four MVPs just like Peyton Manning or maybe one less than Peyton Manning, but he's still playing. Peyton Manning's story is written off. So what do you mean Listen, that he doesn't do I deserve want him, Do I want him to, to – you know, I, I don't want – I don't need his opinions on medical and everything else. He'll give them. But I'm not going to use that to decide what medical decisions I'm making. But when it comes to football – Oh hell yeah! I'm going to listen to everything he has to Man, say. Man, let's do that. That's right there with all the records yeah. in football. When a guy like Tom Brady, he doesn't get the Tom Brady treatment. Where Tom Brady admires Aaron Rodgers and what he can do with a football. Mm-hmm. All so, right, let's continue here. Let's go to Bill in Long Beach. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, how are you, fellas? Love Good. the show. 
Thank you. I, I just want to comment. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. got you. I just want to comment on uh, your your comment about the Jets narrative, losers, we suck, that whole thing. And I know there's a lot of fans that believe that, and they feel that way. But I love listening to sports radio, but I can't even listen during the football season because the narrative about the Jets, no matter what they do, is written before the game ends. Mm-hmm. Even with wins. I, I turn on the radio after, on a Monday waiting to hear stuff about the Jets, and it's always something negative. Like the last win was about mathematician. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> But it's it's a narrative with the Jets, and and to your comment about when Bart was playing, I loved that team, and it kind of whitewashed it. Even back then, the narrative was more about what a clown Rex was than about the, how good that Jets team was. I could, uh, I'm tired of it. I know the fans play into it. Well, but Peyton Manning, it Peyton like Manning, it's, oh, yeah, it's the fact that like Peyton, you guys enjoy talking about the Jets being losers. I don't. Uh, not us, but there are a lot of people I'm, in our I'm, business who do that, yeah. and it's the self pity thing that they buy into. Yeah. yeah. Look at look at what Peyton Manning uh, took an opportunity to take a shot at a country award show. Like, bro, mm. you never even played for the team. You never really played against the team. Yeah. Like yeah. you went back to college, so the team couldn't couldn't draft you. Like, what are you talking about, man? Look, like, you, you, what did we do to you? Yeah, but you gave us Adam Gase. Listen, I mean, that's again, we, we've seen franchises that have been the sad sack franchises for many years. And, the, and, the, and it's because it's New York. Let's be honest. Of it's course, the biggest media mark because man, the, Lions have, think, the that, Lions have sucked way worse. But, but nobody cares. Nobody right. cares. But you know what you can do? Just like, just like the Knicks. It's the same thing with the Knicks, Bart. All you got to do if it's a slow day and, it's the, and you're talking NBA is say something. The Knicks need a star. Right? Oh, say that. Oh, you'll get all kinds of clicks. Lakers, same thing. LeBron, same thing. Like it's just that's the way it goes. The easy thing to do. It's the Jets. It's New York. So we can we can make fun of them. And now with Aaron here, oh my God, it's even more attention to it. Like that's just, you know that's how it goes. The problem, like I said, is that can happen in the media. That can happen among fans. It can't happen in the organization. You can't have that. You can't you can't associate with it. You cannot, and as you're the head coach of the team, what the hell are you doing associated? And whoever told him, this is a good idea, go play golf with this guy. You're not helping anything. You made it worse. That's what Aaron is trying to talk about. Jim in Queens, Jim. Hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, listen, the two things I always say regarding the Jets, I'm going to go into a quick rant. One, Jets hate is real. I don't know why it is, but it is a thing. And the other thing about the Jets, same old Jets is a thing because they refuse to let it die. And I'll, I'll give you examples why. The Jets drive Will McDonald, right, defensive end. Now, I, don't, I don't mind the pick, but what does he do all year? He's useless. They don't play him. He got yeah. Bryce Huff, an impact player. What does he do? He plays 65% of the, of the snaps. And now he's saying, well, no, I want to play. And, you know, so you got, you got things like that. Aaron Lazard, what do you just want to play when Aaron Rodgers is throwing you the football? That's a bad teammate. He should have been cut. Cut him. It's a bad teammate. Jim, let's 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 just say, Jim, those are two really bad examples. Jim, let me let me address all three. You had me until the examples, though, Jim. You really had me. Jim, Jim, let me address all the three things that you said, right? One of them was McDonald, so I can remember. No, no, you talked about McDonald, right? You talked about – Bryce Huff, right? That's one. And the last one was Alan Lazard, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll start with McDonald and, first. And, da- and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook stopped trying okay. in week 10. Okay, so, so, I'll, so I'll address all four of these, right? So let's start with okay. number one, right? Will McDonald, right? Will McDonald ended up with three sacks. What did Jermaine Johnson end up with last year in the same similar type of role, correct? He ended up with the same yep. thing, but he had to jump to be one of the best outside pass rushers. Right, so they they brought in Will McDonald because they know Carl Lawson wasn't coming back right. next year. So they drafted him. So now you have two young take a year and develop. Uh, right, right, right. You have you take a year to develop. You have two young pass rushers that you don't have to pay for four years. Right, right. If you look at it, the Baltimore Ravens did the same thing. They got Owe and they got a Jobu. Right, and then they bring I, in no, and then and listen, listen. Let me, let me, let me, Jim, come on, Jim, let him go, Jim. I'm telling you, I'm telling you how they're going about their business, right? Because the the most expensive players on the team is always the pass rusher, the left tackle, and the corner, right. and sometimes the receiver, 
right? So they already got the corner that they're going to have to pay. So they can't be able to – they can't be paying people at the outside that much money because they got to pay Garrett Wilson, maybe Vera Tucker if he stays healthy and shows everybody how dynamic he is, and Sauce and Jermaine. They're all in the same draft. So now you have to start building up? replacements early. So let me go to Bryce Huff. Instead of, ta- instead of talking about – instead of talking about, oh, well, Bryce Huff wants to play. Why is he playing? Why don't you give them credit for developing him because he was an undrafted free agent? So why not give them credit for finding something, something that all every team in the NFL had opportunity to draft? They brought him in, developed him. He rough. wasn't ready. Diamond in the rough. But he, Just also like, wants, he also wants to play more, though. You, listen, he's not an every-down guy. He's an undersized um, Robert Mathis type of guy. So he just developed to the point where he can play more snaps because when he came in, he only came in for pass rushing. But it's two parts you of the game. He, he got to set the end, too. No, no, he can't stay. Sometimes people have to graduate, just like James Harden had to graduate when so he was in OKC. Jim, so Jim someone's going to pay him a lot of money. So okay, now you're going to overpay for him. And so then, so then you're going to say, well, so then you're going to say, well, Will McDonald. So then you're going to say, uh, Jim, Will McDonald. Jim, I got to let you go because we let you go, and then Bart's trying to explain things, and you just keep jumping in, and we can't have that. It right. sounds terrible. Why would we pay Bryce Huff, and then we just looking at a first round draft pick that we got for nothing then? Because he ain't going like so. Now you 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 go sit on the bench, and and we what happened when they let Kawan Alexander go? Oh, what happened? When they, let, when they let Kawhi Alexander mm-hmm. go, why do you think they let him go? Mm-hmm. They let him go because they wanted Quincy Williams to be able to flourish. Yeah. They wanted him to get an opportunity. And as long as Kawhi Alexander was there, he was never going to get the plays to get the experience and the development that he needs. What is Quincy Williams this year? Mm-hmm. So instead of why not why not why not talk about the development of Quincy Williams, who should be an All Pro this year, that they found off the scrap heap. See, so for all the time you talk about who they brought in and why they did and racing, let's talk about the things that they have done right, right? Because everybody was talking about Derek Stingley, not Sauce Gardner, right? Everybody was talking about, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, they've made – And Jermaine Johnson. Listen, the, the, Never mind. Just, the, right. like, just bring up Jermaine Johnson. Like you right. Just said. Anyways, look, look we're, we're playing best, this apology. I don't want to play this yes. game for too long. The but best the, nickel in the, in the league is Michael Carter. They drafted and developed him. And fans – DJ Reed was a nickel. What did I say to you? What What do we do? We always worry about. So we that's find what I'm saying. The caller is worry about. The, but the caller is example. Exhibit yes, A. Yes, Jim. He's exactly. Exhibit A. Jim is exhibit, exhibit A. a. It's instead of looking at all the things that are that have happened that you're like, wow, this happened. This. Look at Garrett. Look at Brees. Look what. Look what these guys have. Look become. at Quincy and Huff. Those are nobodies. Now, that came in as nobodies, like right. myself. And now it's a, you're all you're doing is, oh my God, we're going to lose Huff. Somebody, yes, yeah, somebody's going to pay him a boatload of money, and he might not live up to it. But you're not doing it because you already know we're developing the guy that's going to take his spot. We don't have to pay him for another four years. So that's look. Is there a guarantee that 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 uh, Will McDonald's going to have the same impact as Huff? No, there's no guarantee of it. But the point is, is that you could see what they're doing, but we don't pay attention to that because that's easy. We have to find the things to worry about. If that's the fans, right? What Aaron was saying, I don't want to get that. Like Aaron was talking about the fans. No, he's not talking about you. He's talking about the organization buying into the things that you that energy that you're bringing. That's it. All right, coming up, audio files, and after that, Garrett Wilson joins us, and I wonder what he thinks about all this. And there's something that he did yesterday. It's very, very interesting. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton. Ooh, baby, I like it. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah, right. shimmy, have, yeah, shimmy, yeah. We got to okay. get the stuff right, quickly here. Hey, Garrett Wilson coming up at the top of the hour. You want to stay tuned, certainly, for that. You'll hear everything that was interesting that Aaron Rodgers had to say on Pat McAfee, and apparently he said some very interesting things. Uh, so that will come up also at 2 o'clock hour. But right now, Bart, real quick, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio The Audio File. All right, last night, the Natty, Michigan wins their first... National championship since the nineties. And that's when they shared the outright. We're going wait, we're going even further back. But still, yeah. Michigan gets a national championship, a 34-13 win over Washington. Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan to accomplish this goal. He finally gets there. So now, of course, it's hey coach, you want to chase a Super Bowl next? I just want to enjoy this. And I hope you give me that, you know. Can a guy have that? Does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's what's the future? You know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope I hope to have a future. <laughs> we all hope to have a future. <laughs> unless, unless you go into the upper room. <laughs> the upper room. Are you doing, John? We, John? we ain't trying to kill you, say. Gut feeling, though. Is no, he, he gone. He gone? I mean, listen, He this is a guy that lost in the uh, Super Bowl to his brother. Yep. This is who, by the way, was there who, last night. How great was that? To see yeah, his, dad, his dad's crazy. Right? Listen, I've never been sprayed so much in my life in the front row to Excuse listen me? to his dad do a speech. Oh, you mean <laughs> <laughs> he spits <laughs> everywhere. Fucking pash. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, I was happy to see him get it. Like, I know how hard he worked. Yeah. And, um, you know, like people say, like, in the playoff era, the, the Michigan Wolverines in the Big Ten really haven't been able to dominate or been able to win in it and this is the first year that you know we knew that somebody that was a, a new blood I know right. that they are blue blood but a new blood was able to kind of get some fresh blood as far as putting it on there that's not named Georgia Clemson or Alabama no SEC basically right, is what right. you're saying so, so yeah you know he come back mission mission complete and if he want to leave his uh, offense coordinator that replaced him and gift him right. like uh, Bob Stoops gifted Lincoln Riley uh, a ready made job for to continue success It'd be a great thing. You know, another thing I was thinking of when you think about Vrabel um, being fired, Vrabel yeah, was just joining the defensive us. coordinator. Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee with the Titans. Go right. Ahead. So, so he was, you know, he got he cut his teeth in Ohio State. Like, who's to say that he wouldn't go back and, and become that big, bold personality like Harbaugh to bring back that organization to, 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 rev, you know, to you uh, promise? Out. No, 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 no. I would, I would listen. If, if Rabel wanted to be the head coach for for Ohio State, he should be able to be the head coach for Ohio State. That's where he started his coaching career. Well, I understand, but I don't know if that makes sense. Like I said, I think, I think if you're the if you're New England, now you have yeah, that no too. reason to say like if you're moving on from Bill Belichick, you know exactly who you're going to replace him with. I think I understand that, but do you mean to tell me with all the money that they giving head coaches in college? You know, these but you want to put deals. up with the headache of recruiting and the portal. There's a reason why a lot of coaches are getting out of it. Yeah, but he's been there. He's been there. Like, yo, they, they, yo, yo, you getting? Right. You get? Can you we do this later? Twenty million dollars. Can we? Can we footnote this later? We can debate. We can come back to this, right? That's true. Yes. All right, because a couple of things to get to locally, and one of them is the Giants are now themselves looking for a new defensive coordinator. Although, what's funny is the reporters are all saying today that Wink Martindale, while the word was yesterday that he was going to uh, resign, he has not yet resigned from the Giants, so he's still technically under contract with them, has not officially left yet, but that is the word. Anyways, 
Uh, Marcus Spears from ESPN, our good buddy, Swagoo, had this to say about it. This is Wink on his shield, and I know him and have a tremendous amount of respect for him, and I'm sure that didn't sit well with guys from his staff being dismissed. He's a he's a really good defensive mind. He's done it at a very high level for a long time, and obviously he'll have options throughout this league because he's super well-respected, and people will love to have Wink Martindale on the staff. He was the linebackers coach when I was in Baltimore, one of the best men that I've met in this league. So good luck to him. Onward and upward, Wink. You imagine that he's going to end up somewhere and, and because he is a valued defensive coordinator. But with the Giants, they'll be looking for a new one. And Barton had a couple of names we threw out earlier in the show. Last but not least on the Jets side of things, that we'll hear from Garrett Wilson coming up 2 o'clock hour. But how about from Joe Douglas, who we rarely hear from? He did do his end-of-the-season address. And here, Please, I thank you. Here is Joe Douglas talking about what he needs to do more. Yeah, there's always a sense of urgency, and there's a sense of urgency to win, you know, uh, not just fix problems, but win. And, you know, I um, I haven't heard or read what, what Garrett said, but I had a really good conversation with Garrett, and look, I mean, we're all frustrated, and no, one, no, one's, no one's happy about the way that the, the last two years have finished. And so we we all know we need to win and, and and do a better job. And so, you know, when I when I hear things like that, it just makes me say I I've, I've got to do more to help this offense, that wide out room, that O line. That I need to do more. Well, Garrett Wilson, for those who didn't hear this, and he's going to join us in a few minutes here. He called it the worst year of my life. If you're a general manager and that's one of your best players saying that, you know we can't have this. I don't want to lose this guy. Yeah, you you remember what Rich Samini said a couple of weeks ago when he was saying, hey, I'm here for five years. Mm-hmm. And something definitely to think about. All right. Speaking of Garrett, we'll talk with him coming up next. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. But first. Oh, yes. That's right, Bart. Yes. Go for it. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports betting app, New York's turn. No, no, let me say it again. Discover BetMGM. The sports betting app New Yorkers turn to to nonstop action as the official sports betting partner of Madison Square Garden and the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. BetMGM meets New Yorkers at the greatest arena with same-day parlays, exclusive signature bets, and more all season long. As an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL, BetMGM takes on the show, takes the show on the road for excitement every night. Plus, the official sports betting partner of the New York Jets, BetMGM makes every football game day the best it can be. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to gamble responsibly and offers resources to help make you help make appropriate choices. Go to betmgm.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager. New York and New Jersey only. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. In New Jersey, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 878-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. It's a big offseason for Jets GM Joe Douglas. Yesterday he was asked what he's doing at the quarterback situation. Obviously Aaron's going to be back, which is, is going to be positive. Uh, it's going to be huge. Um, you have know, had, had a good conversation with Zach. You know, I can assure you when it comes to Zach that I'm not going to go into the specifics of our conversation, but we're, we're, we're going to do what's right for the team. You know, and and so um, had a good good conversation with Zach. So we're going to get together after after these uh, player exit interviews and and get with the get with the staff and, and put our game plan together for the offseason. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up three o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on ninety eight point seven FM. The all-new ESPN New York app. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.